This is HPR episode 1703 entitled Open Source CD Rippers. It is hosted by first-time host Kevy and is about 26 minutes long. The summary is, Kevy takes a look at a variety of CD ripping software available on Linux. This episode of HPR is brought to you by anhonesthost.com. Get 15% discount on all shared hosting with the offer code HPR15. That's HPR15. Better web hosting that's honest and fair at anhonesthost.com. Welcome to another episode of Hacker Public Radio. My name's Kevy, and whilst this isn't my very first uh, appearance on Hacker Public Radio, it is my first attempt at flying solo, so this is a totally new experience for me. For my first ever episode, I thought I would do a brief roundup of just some CD ripping software, open source of course, uh, that is available on the Linux system. Throughout this episode, I hope to actually look at a variety. So I'm going to look at some dedicated rippers, graphical and command line, and also take a wee look at a couple of complete audio suites, which actually include the ripping abilities. just want to make a brief comment about each and just compare them. I mean, of course, what I say is very subjectionable. I mean, a lot of it is down to personal taste. But I'm going to try and give my opinion and be as balanced as I can. Now, if you're uh, a regular listener to my show Tux Jam, then you'll also know that I'm a big fan of Creative Commons music. And I'm not letting you guys off with no no music in this episode either. So throughout the show, we're going to to have some music tracks from £20 Sounds and Blowing Up Bridges. So that's to look forward to. But first of all, let's get straight on and take a wee look at the CD ripping software. This was all ripped on my Debian system using Mate desktop environment. Nothing too major about the system. It's not not cutting edge. It certainly isn't uh, bottom of the line either. It's 8 gigabyte quad core i5 uh, 3.3 gigahertz so that gives you an idea over the system just so that you can actually get an idea over what it is i was using now so to start with we'll look at sound user which is very familiar to anybody that's used gnome or a gtk desktop as it very is often the default cd ripper and how does it look well looks okay it fits in it's a nice pop-up uh, GUI, it uh, lists all the tracks. One of the good things about it was that it found my CD information straight away. The CD information, the CD that I've been, I'm not going to promote the uh, artist because I didn't use a Creative Commons uh, uh, CD purely because most of the time CD rippers do not find these on internet databases. So I used a CD that was 11 tracks long and it was 33 minutes. Uh, in total audio time so that gives you also an idea so it found the tracks and the information straight away no problem there one of the things that i wasn't so keen on was this is in comparison to the other gui one which i'm going to review in a minute 
and that was when you were ripping it wasn't entirely obvious that you were actually doing anything it wasn't until you noticed that the some of the buttons started to get greyed out so and there's a small progress bar down the bottom so overall i wasn't too impressed with that part i would have rather it be a bit more obvious one of the nice features i did like about i do like about sound juicer is that you can play the tracks before you actually rip them now obviously when you're actually ripping you're no longer available the buttons grayed out once again it doesn't come up with a pop-up or anything at all intrusive when it's actually finished the ripping it simply uh basically continues as per normal the only difference that you'll notice is that the play button is no longer grayed out so overall had a good experience the time to rip was eight minutes and 53 seconds I would personally have liked to have seen something that said a message of job done as an option. I mean, it didn't even seem to give you that option. But overall, I was quite happy with it. By default, it ripped the tracks into a, first of all, folder with the artist, then the album name. So it was actually two folders you created, one inside the other. So that was Soundjuicer. And again, not really probably going to be a big surprise to many people. Most people, I imagine, if you've tried Linux and you've tried the GNOME desktop, or a GTK desktop for that matter, have probably used Soundjuicer. So onto Asunder. And this is actually my default sound ripper. And it looks quite similar to sound user, to be perfectly honest. It's a nice, if rather unspectacular GUI. And once again, found the CD information instantly. By default, this time, the CD... Uh, the, sorry, the, rip, the rips are put on to, into a folder that's... First of all, it's like a double-barreled name. It's the artist followed by the album. So, artist followed by album. Uh, the total time to rip this time was 8 minutes 21 seconds, so slightly faster. A wee bit faster, but nothing over the top. The one thing I do like about Asunder, although and a lot of people may say, no, no, I don't like this, too intrusive, is when it's actually ripping, the, it provides a wee pop-up window in the center of the GUI. You can move this about independently. And it says it gives you the progress of each track plus the overall progress. And pretty much you can't really do anything with Asunder unless you stop it. And if you once it's either complete or you stop it, the wee window closes and there's a job done notification pops up. So I, I quite like that. But then again, that's all down to personal taste. Some people might find that a wee bit intrusive. So overall, not really an awful lot to compare between the two. Both of them did the tracks. Like I said, all these were being ripped to OG. So both of them did the tracks in roughly the same time. So 8.53 for Soundjuicer, 8.21 for Asunder. I think I'm going to give us a wee break here. And you might notice a slight theme with the music here today. The first track is Rip It Up by 20 Pound Sounds.
and a nice rack there from £20 Sounds. If you like the sound of that, then you can visit them at £20.20lb.net. Now on to command line rippers. And the first one we're going to look at is Bashburn. To be honest, I hadn't actually even ever considered command line ripping before. It's just not been something that's, you know, sound users always been kind of installed by default in a lot of distros I've tried. I discovered Asunder for uh, reviewing in an episode of Tux Jam and happened to like it. So it's just something I've never really done. My first attempt at this worked rather well. Now, I must admit, for something that was a command line only interface, it was very, very easy to use. Nicely laid out. There's one big problem I had with it, and that was I was a bit nervous starting it, purely because there is almost no documentation at all. If you go to the website, there is some basic documentation on how to install it, and then it says usage coming soon. So this led me to be a bit nervous. However, this was totally unfounded, as it was very straightforward to use. Now, in saying that, there was a wee bit of setup to do. Once we got the setup done, that was fine. But there was a wee bit of setup. So initially it gave me an error about not having been used before in my system and then it created a file called .bashburnrc. Now that was okay but then I had to go hunt down that file in the folder because when I actually tried to rip music from the first time it told me there was no no CD drive, no could not find my CD drive so that was rather annoying. When I eventually found the bashburnrc file I found it located in the home folder, I should say dot bashburnrc, it was a hidden file. That rather annoyingly was not clear so I first of all had to go and put down dev.sr0 in my case uh, for the CD, but uh, for the CD drive. And the other thing that had to be done was, well, sorry, it didn't have to be done. But what I didn't notice initially was that it ripped all the music tracks to a folder called burn and it puts it in the TMP file by default. Now, not too much of an issue for me because I happen to notice it. But you can change that in the .bashburnrc. However, this would be very annoying if you had done a number of tracks or a number of CDs, not noticed it had gone to the temp file, and then rebooted your computer or switched it off, come back to the next day, because all those files would be gone. So personally, I think that's a rather annoying place to be putting it by default. But that's what they've chosen, and it is very easy to change. It's just not very obvious. This is where I really would like to see some better documentation on this. How did it go? Well, as soon as I put it in, it gave me a list. Pick your option. Do you want to extract uh, from rip from CD? Which format you want to rip in? It was all very, very clear. But then it came to actually ripping it. This was the kind of slight problem I had here. Because it said, what tracks do you want to rip? Enter for default. So I assumed enter would just rip all tracks. No. Pressed enter. It took me back to the first menu. Okay, that was rather annoying. So then I decided, let's try typing all in. Typed in all, unknown command. Nope, couldn't do that. So what I eventually had to type in was I had to put in 1 through 11. Now, this time this ripper did not find any audio information. And the rather annoying thing was that I had to input each name manually. Now, it told me, said, you know, we have support symbols, etc., Please put in your name for track one, track two, track three, track four, track five. So that was, I thought, a bit of a rather cumbersome way of doing this. Uh, However, one thing, before we write this off entirely, 
The rip time with this was phenomenally good. 4 minutes 13 seconds. So less than half of the time of the other two. That was really was good. The biggest problem was, of course, fiddly. Well, initially fiddly setup. That's all initially. But if you're a very slow typer, or you can't be bothered typing and everything, then it's not quite so handy. I think that this would be excellent if you're only wanting to pull up maybe a track or two off an album. Not probably the the thing that I would recommend for ripping from uh, ripping a whole CD collection because I think you'd spend an awful lot of time typing out. Hey, if, if you like typing out, then fire on. That might be a, that might be ideal for you. So overall, given that was my very first time. Uh, ripping from the command line I thought yeah that was okay then I discovered another thing and it was called C-Rip now well it was either C-Rip or Crip but I prefer I think C-Rip I found it very very easy easy to set up just loaded it up no error messages and it found the CD straight away now this one did not ask me which format it wanted to rip to but thankfully it ripped to OG which was what I was wanting one of the things that was very nice about this was that it found all the CD information and put these now what it's it put the way it put the tra- way it put the tracks where it put everything into the home folder it didn't put it into a separate individual folder it put it into a home folder and put it as artist name album name, track number, track title. So they were rather long and quite cumbersome lines, but I think you can change that. I just didn't delve too deep into it. Now, for a command line, especially given the for a command line tool, especially given how good Bashburn was, I expected this to be, oh, this will be the answer I am now. That's it, a sunder's gone. Well, I was rather disappointed with the rip time in this. I thought it would at least be to the GUI tools. But sadly, the time to rip was 9 minutes 6 seconds. Uh, so that, combined with the rather ugly way it presented your files, I just thought, no, it's probably not worth it. That's just my personal opinion, but uh, the fact it took longer than the GUIs did kind of leave me a bit disappointed. But overall, compared to the fact that I had nothing to go on, I didn't know what I was going to be expecting, I didn't know how easy or difficult it was going to be, I must admit, they were both very easy. And this one is a bit better documented online. There are manuals and setup tutorials, etc. Not that this one needed it. I mean, the very one, this one I expected because there was so much documentation for it to be quite awkward. But it wasn't at all. So overall, that was my first experience of command line uh, CD rippers. And I was very impressed. Now, before we up and take a wee look at my final thoughts and also take a wee look at the the different audio suites we're going to have a wee listen to some more music and if you're falling asleep and this will certainly wake you up this is blowing up bridges and the track is grip it and rip it
Yeah, but a punk there by blowing up bridges. And if you like that, unfortunately, they don't have an awful lot of presence on the web. I'll direct you links always in the show notes, and indeed for all the tracks and software that's been reviewed uh, in this episode. Uh, links are in the show notes. All that I can find by blowing up bridges is four tracks on their Bandcamp page. So rather disappointed by that because I quite enjoyed it. I would like to hear a wee bit more, but maybe there shall be a wee bit more to come yet. Now, before we wrap this up, I want to think, let's answer the question. Is it worth having a dedicated ripper when you might have a full audio suite which can do it anyway? It's in the options. Right, let's have a consideration then. So I looked at two options for this. The first one is one that just about everybody I know seems to have this installed and it's one of the first programs they install and that is VLC. VLC, it's a great audio and video player purely because it plays everything you can throw at it. You can do whatever you want and it plays it. It's great. Now, how did it fare? Well, it rips tracks really well from CD. However, it's one at a time. You can select more than one, you can tell to rip the whole track, but I had problems in the naming aspect of it didn't seem to matter what I what options I tried to do do the it just kept on trying to rename the file now somebody online pointed me to VLC's documentation and there are supposed to be you can put some different ones in so it will supposedly change so for example according to its own wiki if you put in dollar uh, n it's a track number if you put in dollar t it's a title so I tried this no, it didn't seem to matter if I put in dollar $t, dollar space, or space dollar $n, dollar whatever. All it did was save the track to that title. And what the problem is, what it would do is, it would rip the first track and then go back and save over it. Save over it, save over it, save over it. And I tried for a good two hours to get this working. I just couldn't. And to be honest, I just thought, no, this isn't worth it. So, yeah, fine for... Uh, ripping maybe one track or a couple of tracks. I don't think I would like to rip my entire media library that way. And of course, your other problem is you had to enter the value in manually. Uh, so you you know it didn't automatically, like a Sunder or a Sound Juicer or even C-Rip, it did not automatically name it to the song. You had to manually put it in. Not that there was anything wrong with the quality. I, I was really pleased with that. And the speed, it seemed very fast for the one track, but I just could not get it to rip the entire album in one go. And that's what I was aiming for. Now, the other option I looked at was Rhythmbox. Now, Rhythmbox is not something I tend to use, I must admit. I've used it a few times, and I do find it handy for things like browsing Magnatune and Gemendo, but it's not something I ever use. So I tried it out. It's very quite straightforward. When you put the CD in, there's a rip button appears. Uh, you can set out, you can lay it out in different ways, whichever way you want it. Uh, click the button, and it worked, no problem. But, but we've got a problem. This thing is a beast of an audio suite. And it took 13 minutes and 4 seconds on this. Now, you know, when you compare that the second slowest is C-Rip with 9 minutes and 6 seconds, you know, 4 minutes is an awful lot if you are going to be ripping maybe 200 CDs. So, in the answer to the question, yes, you can get a suite that does everything, but... In good old Linux philosophy, I prefer to have something, one piece of software that does everything well, does one thing really well, rather than a big behemoth that does everything. So, 
Like again, at the end of the day, it's subjective. You may totally agree with me. You may say, nope, don't agree with you at all, Kevy. But anyway, that's what comments are for, and that's the beauty of Linux. You have choice, you have variety. So if you like this show, then please uh, do leave a comment, or even if you didn't like it, if you have any comments, leave a comment on the, the page. If you wish to get in contact with me, you can. It's tuxjam at unseenstudio.co.uk. And if you like this and you like the combination of tech talk and music, then please check out the check out the text the Tux Jam podcast, which is usually released in a monthly rolling cycle. And I do that with Andrew, who's also known as McNalu, who I think has done more than his fair share of HPR. <laughs> so hopefully this, although this is my first, hopefully it is not the last time I'll do this. And I shall catch you again on the next time I do either an episode of Tux Jam or an episode of HPR. <laughs> You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license. (laughs) 